Humboldt. Last week. Humboldt Last Week is back. My name is Miles Cochran. This is a way to hear some of the highlights from Humboldt's last week while you do stuff. I guess this time around we can call it Humboldt Last Two Weeks, since I'll cover some stuff I missed over Thanksgiving. This is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, KimKemp.com, and top podcast platforms wherever you get podcasts. Please do tell a friend if you like this and connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com or on Facebook. Also, please let me know if you have any comments that makes this podcast better. And finally, just a quick disclaimer, you sometimes hear explicit content on this thing. Thanks a bunch to episode partners this week, Primal Decor, Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka, Ferndale Music Company with Sourdough Slim playing at the Old Steeple December 9th, Mazzotti's in Old Town in Eureka and on the Plaza in Arcata, amazing Italian food, and Bongo Boy Studio. Find them online at bongoboystudio.com and create your masterpiece. Jumping right in. And again, like I said, there was no episode for Thanksgiving week, so we'll take a look at some of those highlights first. There was that mom saying used hypodermic needles were found in a box of her kids' new shoes. Where's the weirdest place you found needles in Humboldt? She says she bought the shoes at Ross in the mall. She does not blame the store. Told Kim Kemp maybe someone got paranoid and stashed the needles in the box. Yeah, something like that could have happened anywhere in Eureka. Well, this one's smile-inducing. Grammy Award nominee, pop musician, and Broadway star Sarah Bareilles was back home in Humboldt for Thanksgiving. See her really nice post on Instagram. Really sweet. There's that dude running from the cops who jumped into the bay off the Samoa Bridge. I wonder how high up he was. And then even after several hours, they weren't able to find him in the bay. Guess he was driving a stolen truck. My gosh. And this guy throwing bottles at security and grabbing a cop's junk at the strip club? Yeah, he hit a cop in the groin, too. Dude is apparently really difficult for officers to restrain and arrest. They eventually got him. Uh, where that happened, that's over by King Salmon in the Fields Landing area. So those areas temporarily earning the nicknames Kling Salmon or <laughs> Cop of Fields Landing. I was really sad to hear about Ray Maluga getting released from the Miami Dolphins after an assault accusation. He's been in the NFL for a long time after playing for the Eureka Loggers. Ray allegedly refused to pay his $40 bar tab at a nightclub in Miami and grabbed a staff member by the throat and shoved him. I hope he can find his way back to the right path from that. The public defender boss in Humboldt resigned. That was a big story. After being hired around nine months ago, David Marcus faced criticism for well, a lot of things. He was hired by a panel featuring no defense attorneys. His own employees in unison signed a letter stating he was not qualified. He allegedly verbally assaulted an employee after hearing about that letter. A lot of uh, his lawyers resigned. He faced accusations of mismanaging his office. He faced a lawsuit over his qualifications and... Yeah, he had enough. He's gone. Lawsuit is over. Nine months ago, the county and Board of Supervisors clearly had hoped that would go better. And I hope David Marcus finds a good professional fit for himself wherever he lands next. You can actually listen to more about all of that in my interview with the editor of the North Coast Journal. That was a few episodes back. 
But yeah, thanks so much to Ferndale Music Company for partnership this week with Sourdough Slim playing at the Old Steeple December 9th. Oh, the disapproving, keep them moving raw Expect Western classics, country blues, vintage jazz, and string band favorites from the 1920s and 30s. Described as raucous and heartfelt with perfect comedic timing and showmanship. Also performing will be string instrument virtuoso Robert Armstrong. That's Sourdough Slim at the Old Steeple in Ferndale, December 9th. Tickets at FerndaleMusicCompany.com. Now we're moving on to Humboldt next week, not Humboldt Thanksgiving week. Update to that public defender story I was just talking about is the interim boss over there is probably going to be Caleb Cockrum. He's reportedly an employee in the office with a lot of experience there. Former co-worker, another lawyer, told the Times Standard he thinks Caleb will be terrific. Did you see that sweet story Kim Kemp posted about the musician's dad in a Fortuna restaurant? Elderly man went up to a woman and was like, look up the band super diamond so she did and he points to this guy and he's like that's the singer talks the band up a bit and she goes what are you the fan club president and he goes i'm his dad and that just warms the heart super diamond does neil diamond covers A McKinleyville mom who has four kids is looking at deportation to El Salvador after being detained by ICE. Her fiancé told Loco she's been in the U.S. for 27 years. Her detention follows recent changes with how ICE operates, and she lawyered up. So there's a section of Reddit dedicated to all of California and a thread dedicated to destination suggestions. A super upvoted post partially says, Thank you, Reddit California, for all the destination suggestions. We picked Trinidad and Humboldt County of all the places throughout the state. Uh, They scored a cabin with a fireplace and jacuzzi tub up in Trinidad. Nice, right? They had the quote, best little vacation, wined and dined in Eureka and Trinidad, checked out the trails, and they wrote, the rain didn't matter a bit. A wonderful, natural setting, magical even. Yup. Meanwhile, down south, shots fired into the Les Schwab in Eureka off-Broadway. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. You probably saw the bullet hole through the window and the picture that Mark McKenna took for redheaded black belt. Maybe let's not have this be a place that normalizes random drive-by shootings. Hopefully EPD can figure that one out. Commercial crab season was delayed. And no, I don't mean TV ads talking about the baseball team. Get it? Commercial crab season. I'm so sorry. I'll just end the episode here. Just kidding. The reason for the delay, not enough meat on those, um, well, not bones, but crab anatomy, whatever. Hopefully they can get that started soon. Commercial crab season. Hey, way to go, Alex Kappa, an HSU student who gets good grades. That's bound for the NFL. He's a ferocious offensive lineman that, well, I just saw him projected to get drafted in the third round on one board. And he's also going to be the first HSU player invited to the Senior Bowl. That's a game featuring the country's top senior college football players and best NFL prospects. According to the Times Standard, he's graduating this semester and moving to Arizona to train at a facility founded by a former Pro Bowl lineman. 
If you look into older episodes, you can hear my interview with Alex. And speaking of HSU football, the afternoon of the 5th is apparently when we'll find out if HSU football is going to be a thing still. Oh, and a lot of appreciation for episode partners Mazzotti's in Old Town and Eureka and on the Plaza and Arcata. They've been preparing delicious handcrafted lunch and dinner items in our community for over 30 years, using classic Italian recipes and offering tasty specialty items from steaks and seafood to soups, salads, and sandwiches, plus pizzas and calzones. Their freshness and quality are second to none. Visit Mazzotti's today. One of the suspects in the alleged Manila murder decided to flip and testify against the rest of the people she was accused with, pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter. That makes her former charges of murder and carjacking disappear. Last winter, five young adults allegedly lured a 20-year-old man out to Manila, carjacked him, and shot him to death. One of the suspects reportedly said they lured him out there for a beatdown, claiming it was retaliation for him molesting his young daughter. That claim never legally proven. Uh, the girl who flipped is the mother of the aforementioned young child. According to Loco, her maximum sentence is 12 years now, while the others face life behind bars. January 9th will be the trial date discussion for the other defendants. Well, a local 23-year-old received a one-year jail sentence for driving drunk and getting into a collision that resulted in the death of two young women. The incident happened about 12 minutes east of Hydesville in early 2015. On top of the women who lost their lives, another young man was hurt. And some saw one year in jail for that as lenient, not harsh enough. I saw the Times Standard reported some family members of the victims requested that he spend six years in state prison, the max sentence. Someone claiming to be the driver's best friend wrote this on Loco's Facebook. Nothing will justify the death of two beautiful, intelligent girls. However, most of you don't know the story, nor have I seen you at any of the hearings. He's lived with not knowing if he was driving that night for the past almost three years. He suffers brain damage. I'll read another part. He's cried multiple times on my shoulder. We lay flowers on the tree every year. He's had a canvas picture of one of the victims on display in his room. She's his screensaver on his phone. To hear that he has no remorse is complete and utter nonsense. So again, that's something being said in defense of that driver. While a considerable amount of people vocal on this, believing a year in jail for him, not enough. Also terribly sad, a body found in the dunes near the Samoa Bridge last winter was identified as a missing man. Kim Kemp had the story. Austin Brown was homeless. He had addiction issues, but never went long without reaching out to his mom. He was apparently well-liked by people on the street here. His mom was worried that his disappearance was not considered as important because of his lifestyle. It was pretty gut-wrenching reading Kim's answers from the mom. Some people telling the mom her son was murdered and she was waiting so long for answers. The sheriff's office said even when they get DNA tests rushed, that can take up to eight months, six to eight months. A quote from the mom. Handle everyone you see on the street as if they were your own son or daughter. Don't get cynical and detached so much that you don't have a heart anymore. Oh, 
Oh, and there was this one. A man was allegedly murdered while sitting in his truck in his driveway in Manila, shot in the head. His family told Kim Kemp the victim, Matthew Dix, was originally from New York, and he had started working for FedEx about two weeks ago. I'm sure there'll be more updates to come on that one. Some asshole allegedly groped a girl at HSU up by the science building near the lower entrance of the football field. UPD said she screamed, pushed him away, and he ran off. Guy described six feet, clean-shaven, 25 to 30 years old. Oh, and hat tip to episode partners Bongo Boy Studio. Local band The Gatehouse Well recently wrapped up their debut album there. record's called and the sparks did fly that's definitely appropriate very crisp upbeat celtic folk great hooks passionate again that's and the sparks did fly by the gatehouse well check out where it was recorded at bongoboystudio.com you know let's uh switch over to some positive stuff huh the kirsten dunst movie shot in humboldt woodshock is now available on dvd also blu-ray and video on demand it's described as a haunted young woman spiraling into confusion and chaos after she falls under the spell of a potentially reality-altering drug. Not a ton of great reviews, but the Cincinnati City Beat gave the movie an A-, saying it takes viewers on a dreamy trip. And the Washington Post said the filmmaker's consistent self-confidence creates an alluring, oddly hypnotic effect. Kirsten Dunst in Woodshock, shot in humble, now watchable at home. More movie news. The director of the indie comedy An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn said the movie is premiering at Sundance 2018, storied film festival. Glad the film commission shared that. They wrote, the film was shot entirely in Humboldt County at the beginning of 2017, featuring local landmarks, the Eureka Inn and Bob's Footlongs. They hired over 200 locals as background actors and crew. Film utilized a lot of what the region has to offer films. Movie stars Aubrey Plaza, who you may know from TV's Parks and Recreation, Craig Robinson, who you might have seen in Hot Tub Time Machine or The Office, Emile Hirsch, who you may remember from the movie version of Into the Wild, great book and flick, and a bunch of other stars. Again, that's An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn, getting its premiere at Sundance 2018. You see the one with the foot craziness and red-headed black belt? This guy near Alder Point woke up to an alarm dedicated to his gate, so he went down there to check it out. The gate was knocked down, and his neighbor was there in a utility vehicle as the prime suspect. Guy said the neighbor reached through the window of the rig, punched him, tried to choke him, so they're fighting. Suspect gets out, and the vehicle rolls onto his foot, pinning him to the ground. Responders showed up, got his foot free, and they found meth on him and learned this was after he had allegedly been the perp of a domestic violence incident. What a night. Guy was arrested for a bunch of stuff, a lot of charges, a foot. <laughs> That's uh, not how you get off on the right foot with your neighbor. 
Oh, thanks to partners Primal Decor Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. They're established in 1995. It's the longest-running tattoo and piercing shop in Humboldt. They're here to be a safe, fun place for piercings and tattoos, and their community-minded staff is always happy to help. For high-quality artistic work, that's Primal Decor Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. So this writer and director out of L.A. is developing a scripted series based on her experiences in Humboldt. She wrote a piece for the website Salon. Salon has about a million likes on Facebook. Piece is called Bigfoot, Bullets, and Bud, My Insane Humboldt County Weed Harvest. The writer said, as Humboldt flooded with trimmigrants, a revolution brewed at the camp where she worked, clipping away. So in the article, she goes into changes in the cannabis industry here, the security that grow ops have, the myth of a get-rich-quick season that trimmers usually fall short of, murder mountain, sexual assault on the hill, interesting characters, how evasive these people were when it came to going on camera about their experiences, obviously. So she's trimming at this farm for a while and shit really hits the fan when the trimmers were told they would not be paid for the moldy weed they were told to work on. I'll read this part. According to the experienced trimmers, the mold had erupted because the weed hadn't been dried or stored properly, which wasn't our fault. They whispered that what we were doing amounted to slave labor, but no one spoke up. Day after day, we trimmed that moldy weed. The air was thick with bud rot and revolution. The farm manager took to carrying his pistol in plain view, stuck in the back of his dad jeans. The owner got wind of a potential worker uprising and showed up to set us straight. And here's her conclusion of this piece. Five hideous weeks of work amounted to just under $4,200. Before my time on the mountain, I'd had a romantic idea of hippies living on the edge of the law, getting stoned every day, trimming weed, raking in cash. The harsh reality was that this was mind-numbing, back-breaking work, and trimmers had no recourse to fight back against unfair or dangerous employment practices. People who were slow like me could work 12 hours a day, 7 days a week, and barely make more than minimum wage. It wasn't worth it. I did speak with an anonymous source who's worked here in Humboldt as a trimmer this last season. They said, Spot on, except a few minor details such as the current price per pound. This is exactly what it's like. Price per pound that they listed in the article. Let me pull it up here. 2000 per pound. Clearly locals see that as a little high. I'll read you a little more what they told me. It says, I was lucky to find housing. Most of the people I worked with had been on farms where the porta-potties were not dumped off in enough and where showers were only allowed every four days. The trimmigrants I talked to said that after a while, everyone stinks. There's comfort knowing you stink no worse than the guy next to you. I've also been told that most jobs don't provide food, not even basics. However, I also did not end up in remote farms like that. I also noticed I was the only United States citizen in most trim circles nine out of ten times. Again, that's more background information from an anonymous source who worked this last season 
as a seasonal cannabis trimmer. Hey, thank you so much for listening this week. Please do connect if you have any comments. That definitely makes this podcast better. Humboldt Last Week is on Facebook and at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Thanks again to our sponsors on this episode. Primal Decor, Tattoo and Body Piercing Studio on Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. Ferndale Music Company with Sourdough Slim playing at the Old Steeple, December 9th. Mazzotti's in Old Town in Eureka and on the Plaza in Arcata. Quality Italian food. And Bongo Boy Studio. Find them at bongoboystudio.com and create your masterpiece. And I almost forgot, I might start doing this from time to time. Head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com and click on New Music. And you can check out brand new stuff from... AWOL Nation, Wolf Alice, Dan Kroll, and more. Seven sticks of dynamite. Views the morning, views the night. She lives, she breathes. She's beautifully unconventional. She seems to be from the best place in the world. Where from today? Again, you can find that playlist at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Just click on New Music. I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.